Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with medicinal and healing stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories and medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you will find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, and soul. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. to another episode of the Story Apothecary. Again, as always, I'm so glad to welcome you here. Uh, I'm recording this at the beginning of June and I'm looking from my window at almost a cloudless sky. It's been quite hot in the last few days and I've got some swallows dancing around in the skies and when I've been walking in uh, close to my house I see flowers blooming. Uh, I've seen a couple of snakes which have been, it's been amazing. Um, the grass is getting greener and taller, the trees are leafing, so many birds, so many butterflies, the bees, it's just wonderful. It's been, it's been incredible. Uh, there's that and it's experiencing that as, as a, a wonderful thing to be able to, to smell and listen and, and feel and, and be with um, alongside the difficulties that we're experiencing in June 2020, whenever it is that you're listening to this, amidst illness and violence and uh, hardship in the world and this just coming together. So it's it's keeping the balance of the two for me while, while recording this. And a few, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I reached out to my listeners on Instagram and I asked what people wanted to, to hear about, what medicinal stories they wanted what uh, medicinal stories would serve them. They said that what would really be helpful is to have medicinal stories for anxiety and for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And so I have just the thing which I'm going to share with you today. And I'm hoping that this tale and the wisdom of this tale, which is from Korea, really helps to settle, to calm, to give you strength, to give you inner inner wisdom and inner strength. And we need inner wisdom and inner strength to achieve anything in this world. So that is my hope for this tale and I really hope that you enjoy listening to it. So I'm really excited to be able to to share it with you.
this tale is called The Tiger's Whisker. Once upon a time, many, many years ago, there was a woman and her husband. And they lived happily and lovingly together. They delighted each other and they shared life, working along each other and enjoying each day side by side. They kept their house, they worked in their fields, and they tended a garden filled with fragrant fruit and bright flowers. The man often hummed a low tune while he worked, like the sound of a bumblebee, <laughs> and the woman loved the sound of his voice. In the evenings they would sit in their porch together, looking at the setting sun or up at the bright moon in silence, simply enjoying their company together. But one day, sadness came. The man was called away to go to war. It was a heavy day for both of them, but he had to go. For two whole years he was gone, experiencing hardship and heartbreak every day. And every day he also missed his, way, his wife greatly. He looked forward to the days, those rare days that the post would come. And he would read all the letters that she sent him. The smelt of her and of their garden. Oh, how he treasured those letters. Yet day after day after day, amongst those hard times, terrible and disturbing things he saw, and his heart was also oh hardening. Oh, how his wife missed him. It was lonely without him, and life was hard. She kept the house and laboured in the fields herself, doing double the work. It was exhausting. The sun burning her neck, her neck throbbing on her head, her hands twice the amount of calluses. Sometimes she, wanted, she watered the plants with water, and sometimes she watered them with her tears. Every day she longed for his return. When at last the war was over, the woman waited and waited for him to come back. Her eyes searching the road every day, three, four, sometimes six, ten times a day. Days went by, weeks went by, she worried, she paced. And one day, when she came home from the market, she saw someone sitting on the porch. Could it, could it be? Could it be him? She dropped what she was carrying and ran to the house. It was him. It was him she cried out and embraced him warmly. And he patted her awkwardly on her back. But he did not embrace her. He barely looked at her. It was hard, he said. For weeks she tried to please him, to talk to him, to draw him out of his shell. No matter what she said, no matter what she did, he would only sit, staring down the road. He didn't speak. He ate very little. He simply sat. 
Every day, she would say, Today, today, please let us talk. I miss our talking. I miss your humming. I miss us being together. Please let us talk. Please let it be as it was before. But it was not. Finally, the woman grew angry. What is wrong with you? she cried. Nothing reaches you. Answer me. But he only sighed. I know, he said, and looked away. Her anger spent, she began to worry again. She consulted doctors and friends, but none, none had the answer. Finally, one morning, she set out to visit the wise woman who lived at the edge of the forest. It was a whole day's journey. She woke up and she left quite early and she walked and she walked. And there she reached her in her little cabin at the edge of the woods with a creaky door and wooden cabin with a thatched straw roof she went inside. There was potions and dusty books and jars filled with herbs. And there she spoke. She spoke the grief which rolled down her tongue. She told the wise woman about her husband. The wise woman listened very carefully and then closed her eyes and thought. Finally, she spoke. There is one potion for his condition, but I am afraid I do not, do not have all the necessary ingredients, for they are very, very hard to find. What do you need? The woman answered quickly. Whatever it is, I will find it, I will find it. That will be very difficult, my dear. Just tell me, I will find whatever it takes. The woman was determined. The wise woman spoke again. I will need six yellow berries from a rare mountain thorn bush. Those perhaps you will find, but it will not be easy. The other, though, the other will be full of danger. Tell me, said the woman, I will need the whisker of the great tiger who lives in the cave at the top of the mountain. The woman shuddered. Many had gone in search of the great tiger, but none had returned. The village was full of stories of human bones surrounding the cave. Oh, I must, she said. And I will. On the long trip home, she thought and worried about how she would do this. Arriving home exhausted from hours of walking, thirsty, hungry, she formed a plan for finding what she needed. The next day, she awoke before dawn. She hurried through her chores, offered her husband food and drink and took off. The sun was slowly rising in the sky as she set off for the mountain. She walked, dust coating her shoes and clothes. The more she walked, the longer her shadow got. It was her only companion. She walked and searched until the sun was disappearing behind the mountain and the light waning. Day after day she did this until one day, 
she saw the bush. It was large, full of long, thick thorns, and indeed, it did have yellow berries on it. She reached carefully, she stretched and tugged at the bush, her hands filling up with scratches, the thorns tearing her skin and painting it red. She finally gathered six berries, wrapped them carefully in her hand handkerchief, thanked the shrub and hurried home, thrilled with her success. The next day, she went to the market early, returning with a slab of raw meat, wrapping it carefully in layers of cloth. She put it in a sack and walked to the mountains. She started up the zigzaggy path. One step at a time was the only thing she could think of. If she thought about what was waiting for her in that cave, she would just turn back. But one step at a time, one foot in front of the other, she walked and she walked. When she had walked halfway through the mountain, she stopped. She began to sing a little song, a lullaby that her mother and her grandmother had sang to her. Over and over, she sang and hummed that little simple song. She rocked and she sang, singing to herself and to that great one she had never seen. Carefully, carefully she unwrapped the meat, leaving it in the middle of the path. And then her footsteps were careful and silent. As she backed down the path, and hid and waited far away as she watched that meat. After a time, she felt the hairs in her arms stand, moving smoothly and gracefully and stealthily. Moving down the path was a beast, a great beast, greater than she had ever seen before. 
she caught her breath and she watched as he paced around the meat, watching, sniffing, watching. Finally, with a last look, he took the meat and went up the path. The next day, the woman did the same. But this day, this time, she went just a little bit further up the path, past the next curve. Again, she sang that lullaby softly, over and over again, and she felt a softness settle into her body. Again, she left the meat in the path and watched from afar until that tiger came to take it. Again, he watched and he sniffed. Each day this happened. Each day was frightening, but a regular routine. And each day she would go further, just a little bit further. And there she would sing the song and there she would leave the, leave the gift. Each day. She would wait for that tiger. Days passed, with every day getting a little bit, a little bit closer. She moved forward, sang the song, and wrapped the meat. On this day, the tiger appeared at the mouth of the cave. The woman didn't move. She dared not move to all look at him as he began pacing up and down. Softly, shakily, she sang. It was minutes that stretched eternally before he picked up the meat and padded back to his cave. Soon, she thought to herself, very soon. The next day she was frightened and excited. She cooked extra food before she left, not sure if she would return. When she reached the top of the mountain, she sat by the cave singing. The tiger paced and then finally, finally he came down and lied beside her. She unwrapped the meat very carefully and fed it to him this time looking into his eyes as he ate. He put a paw on her arm. Her body froze in fright, but a voice in her heart stilled her. In a soft lullaby voice, she sang to the tiger that story of her husband and what she wished from the tiger. At the end of her song, he laid his great head next to her and closed his eyes as if he was in agreement. Still singing, carefully, steadily, she reached up and held one of his whiskers. He did not move. Holding it, Quickly, she pulled it. Still, it did not move. 
she sang a song of gratitude to him and hurried home down the mountain path. The next day, she went up the mountain once more. This time, it was gratitude that filled her heart, not fear. And when she reached the tiger's cave, she gave him a great piece of meat and lay down next to him as he ate it, singing that eternal gratitude to him. Arriving home, she immediately packed for the day's journey back to the home of the wise old woman at the edge of the woods. She told her husband, who simply nodded and sat, looking blankly into space. She knocked at the wise woman's door excitedly and rushed in laying her hard-worn worn treasures on the table before the hearth. I've got them, she cried. I've got them. I've done what you asked. Now, now you can cure my husband. The old wise woman took the berries, unwrapped them and looked approvingly. She carefully took the whisker. She held it up to the light, inspecting it. And then, without a single word, she threw them both into the fire. What have you done? What have you done? The woman cried. I have spent months finding these at great danger to myself. How dare you destroy them? Is there no hope at all now? Tears streamed from her eyes. Her voice was coarse from shouting. The old woman waited. At last she spoke. There is no potion to help your husband. But there is great hope. You are that hope. Just as you spent many days searching for the berries, so, so you will spend many days looking for the lost heart and soul of your husband. And just as you approach the tiger with great and gentle caring, patiently waiting for his trust and for his love, so you must also approach your husband, for his wounds are great. That gentle patience of your love will be his healing. The woman went home. She did not ask anything of her husband, but every day silently offered him a love and support. The chores of the house and the fields she continued to work in. But sometimes she would stop in the evening and go and sit on the porch of her husband, just like the old times, and sit and rock and look at the sky, enjoy her time with him. The lullaby sang itself in her head, and sometimes it came from her lips, gently, softly, warmly. Days went by, weeks, months, and a new rhythm developed between them. She got up early, tended the house in the fields, humming and singing, and though he still sat and looked blankly down the road, she felt him closer to her each day. One day, coming home from the market, she looked for him sitting on the porch, but he was not there. 
Frightened, she ran to the house and almost called out for him. Then she heard a sound. A wordless humming from behind the house. She followed the sound and, amazed, saw her husband looking in the little flower garden, humming a tuneless song, that old song that once she loved so much. He didn't see her at first, but then he turned, motioning to her. Look, he said, a new rose, look, it's just beginning to bloom. And there, in the midst of the garden, amongst the fragrant fruit and the bright flowers, bloomed a new flower. It was a bright white, filled with a deep crimson rose. A sign of hope, a sign of love, a promise and new beginnings. It's beautiful, she said. Together they stood in silence, touched by the beauty of the flower and by the mystery of life, already lived so completely, yet still of unexpected gifts. He reached out his hand and there, silently, in the garden, she took it. love and the right the right hand holding yours you can face that courage and power and receive that gift and you will also feel courage and power and softness and healing so may that story stay with you and work its magic like stories do. And soothe and heal like good medicine does. And let me know what you think. Get in touch and let me know what your thoughts are, or how it's helped you or what you felt listening to it. And if you want to hear more stories or find out about this behind the scenes of, of this podcast, then you can find me on Patreon and I will put the link in the show notes. Take care. 
carry in your pocket, that metaphorical whisker, or that great tiger, to give you strength and courage in every step that you take. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for joining me in the Story Apothecary for healing and medicinal stories. I hope we'll meet again. Until next time.